Welcome to Building the Future. I'm your host, Kevin Hark. You can check out new episodes of the show every Tuesday and Thursday at 2 p.m. If you missed an episode or want to get more information about the show, please visit buildingthefutureshow.com. If you love learning about business and how much the world's top CEOs are making, go listen to the Top Entrepreneurs Podcast by Nathan Lecca. Just search on iTunes. It's a show with a bright orange logo. Welcome back to the show. Today we have Tammy McQueen, Director of Marketing at Salesloft. Tammy, welcome to the show. Thanks, Kevin. Great to be here today. Yeah, I'm excited to um, you know have have you on the show and kind of cover what Salesloft is doing. But maybe before we kind of get into that, let's cover um, your background and kind of where you grew up. Yeah, absolutely. I was born and raised in Johannesburg, South Africa. Okay, sure. And I moved to the United States almost 15 years ago. I played tennis in college. Okay. NCAA Division One in Kentucky. Okay. Went to Murray State University. I then went to grad school at Murray State as well. Moved around a little bit. Okay. Lived in Dallas, Texas for a few years. And finally found home in Atlanta about six years ago. Very cool. So what kind of, what made you move to America? Just tennis? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Received a full ride to play tennis in college. Nice. There's a point at which you realize that you're 5'2 and you're just not going to be competing with Serena Williams <laughs> on the professional <laughs> level. So you keep going and you're like, well, I should probably look at this career angle a little bit more seriously. Sure, sure. And took that approach and had a wonderful experience still being able to play tennis at a really competitive level in college. Cool and traveled the US, which really? was a great experience. So just about the entire South, Southeast, Eastern Seaboard, and a little bit out West as well. So great opportunity to live my passion, lifelong passion of playing tennis, growing up day in and day out on the courts. And then of course, focusing a little bit more on what I wanted to do in college. Sure, so what did you take in college? I set out almost knowing exactly what I wanted to do, which I think is pretty rare totally for most rare. people. Yeah, for sure. And I went in with a marketing understanding. Of course, now the landscape is completely different to what it was sure. then to what it is today. So for goodness sake, I might be dating it here, but social media isn't what it is now sure. then. And it's really seen this emergence of marketing has been so interesting over the years in just my career alone. Sure. And uh, so it was in marketing with an emphasis in advertising, mass communications, so gotcha. all encompassing all the channels, everything from digital to broadcast to print, traditional, and also radio. Sure. So what got you kind of passionate about marketing and why did you want to kind of pursue that in college? I am very much a creative brain. Okay. I am very much on the creative brain. I'm not a big numbers person. Got you. Naturally, I have to work really hard on analyzing these numbers and counting where we go from there and have always just had big ideas in advertising, really looking for innovation. What is not going on? What are people not doing? What is really gonna spark engagement? Get people excited about whether it's a brand, sure. a company, or any ideas. And that was just fueling my passion from a young age. Like, how am I gonna get people to pay attention? Sure, my no, that's awesome. I, I think that's really cool. So at what age were you kind of started passionate about it? You mentioned kind of a young age, but like, do you, was there like a defining moment where you're like, this is totally for me and this is where I want to go? I'm, I don't know that there was a light bulb moment. Okay. okay, this is marketing in college. But I remember I was probably about 
10, 11, 12 years old sure. and I, the entrepreneur in me set out and I got this little fold-out table put at the end of the driveway at home sure. during vacation, summer vacation and I went through the house rummaging for little odds and ends that I could place on this table to sell to passers-by okay. and I would find all these little nooks and crannies and little vintage goods heaven help my mom she <laughs> was probably still looking for some of the things that I got out of the the cabinets and um, put them on the table and I would try and sell them and then when I ran out of goods and my mom realized what I was doing I got a little um, uh, what do you call those little beatbox thingy majiggies what do you like when you oh, play like music a like a stereo okay. got a stereo okay. and set that up and i would play music on a tape like okay. a cassette tape for yeah, people yeah, yeah. and they had to pay to listen to the to a song and they could dance like passing on the road really? like i'm gonna buy i'm gonna make money somehow and i'm gonna get <laughs> creative with this and i think it's just all sorts of creative ideas and the entrepreneur me and finding um ways to do that Okay. No, very cool. That, that's exciting. It's interesting. Let's I, try this off. No, I, I love people's kind of stories of kind of how they started and kind yeah. of got passionate about this stuff and kind of the stuff they tried as a child. Yeah, you know? I, I remember also having, um, we, we, we could tie this to startup life, I think. Of course. I, um, really loved animals and I worked at a vet across the road during my summer and then I thought well I've got to capitalize on this I've got to start a business sure so I started a, a business work I think I called it pro pooch people got one of my best friends and we were going to be a grooming service for dogs okay and we had zero tools zero experience <laughs> we had no idea we just wanted to cuddle with these dogs and I think we were just uh, having a good time and the, the company didn't do too well uh, well, it's all good <laughs> So you learn more from the failures, right? Exactly. <laughs> no, I, I think that's that's very cool. So after you graduated college, what did you end up doing? I went to work for a company, corporate, where started off with email marketing. Okay. Really. okay. And email marketing was not so much the automation you see today, but sure. the simple community newsletters, sure. driving leads from people signing up for a newsletter. Got you. Okay. Very standard templates no um, motion of videos or it was maybe it was a, a YouTube embedded file gotcha very okay. simple um, very manual process for entering contact information sure no I, I think that's awesome so you stay where did you go to after that after that I moved to Atlanta okay. and I like to why did you move to Atlanta for a job of. opportunity and okay. I really liked the feel of Atlanta for some reason it feels a lot like Johannesburg to me okay why out of curiosity um the weather I really like the different seasons Got Dallas you. doesn't necessarily have those seasons enjoy the hospitality sure and there is quite a huge South African community in Atlanta oh, okay. I didn't know that interesting and love the vibe love the culture people are friendly a lot of opportunity and i really had no intention of staying in the u.s post four years in college really? and i like to think it was a series of serendipitous opportunities that happened to come to me or i chased them okay. i would say a little bit of both <laughs> i would say um good things come to those who hustle right yeah oh for sure 100 percent agree and um 
At Lahensa was a great opportunity. I joined the Westminster schools and okay. started their social media, wrote for their alumni magazine, and did a lot of their marketing from a change. It was really the emergence of the digital area in marketing, especially for the education sector, which gotcha. is typically a few years behind for emerging sure. B2B, B2C agencies, companies. And it was right on the cusp of that introducing more of a digital feel. So not necessarily your printed brochures, the Got traditional fold out. Again, that appeals to their audience, but we were looking at bringing on social media, communicating with parents through social, because that's where their kids are. So sure. we absolutely needed to do that. So really built that out built out their digital platforms, their blog, their weekly newsletter, which felt to have a little bit more of a blog gotcha. feel to it. From there, I then went to an executive recruiting firm and did their corporate marketing. Okay. And that was a very interesting learning experience for me because it was a B2C slash B2B blend of marketing, okay. focusing on the clients as well as the candidates. Sure. Very, okay. very interesting approach for me. Learned a lot from there. Really started to dive a little bit more into metrics and analytics. Got you. There I worked a lot on the content creation. Got you. Uh, built out the entire content process. Started building the marketing stack, technology stack of tools and okay. different um, products that we did use to facilitate the marketing channels from gotcha. all different angles. And then from there, I well, during my time there, I really found the, the excitement of the technology ecosystem in Atlanta sure. and started ingraining myself in the startup world, in Love the technology it, yeah. scene. And it was this enormous amount of energy that I absolutely was attracted to and could not draw myself away. So started going to a lot of different events in the city. Okay. Atlanta Tech Village was just, just, just dusting off the cobwebs at that point. Right. And had gone to um, ATDC's events okay, yeah. in Midtown and made some connections and just started appearing everywhere. I think it was just so interesting to me to learn this different environment. And a few months later, Carl Porter, CEO of SalesLoft, had reached out about joining the team Okay. Um, in a marketing capacity. He is the ultimate marketing CEO. If you've ever met one, there's really and truly no one better. That's awesome. And uh, looked at the opportunity to grow the sales of marketing team okay. and build upon that and really and truly just scale the team. I had absolutely no idea what I was getting into. <laughs> I still am looking for that manual on a day-to-day -day basis. <laughs> I think we all are And I think yeah. I remember the first time I walked into the village, I had come from a, a very corporate background right. and was absolutely aghast at people riding around on scooters. I was like, what in the world is this? How are you not concentrating? <laughs> I can't believe this. And um, I laugh at that now because I'll hop on the scooter every now and then and go down the road or whatnot. But such an incredible opportunity in the path to get to startup world today. Sure. So 
what exactly do you do at SalesLoft? And then, or maybe let's let's cover actually what what does SalesLoft do, and then we'll cover what you do at SalesLoft. Yeah, SalesLoft is a platform that is the easiest way to convert prospects into okay. qualified appointments and demos. Okay, so maybe without, I, I get that we're not at a computer and people aren't you know, when they're listening to this, but kind of walk me through the process. So, so how does it kind of work? So I sign up, then what do I do? You sign up and what you do, it integrates phone, email, and social gotcha. components for you to reach out to your prospects to set these appointments. It's personalization at scale. Okay. And so you're able to reach out via phone, voicemail drops, you can reach them through email cadences. So you'd go in, set up your cadence of a series of phone calls, voicemails, email touches, social drips, uh, to be able to get to that decision maker to set that appointment. Gotcha. And our sales development team, we know that sales development is the biggest innovation to happen to the sales organization in the past 10 years. Okay, interesting. Why, why would you say that? What what we've really focused on at SalesOft is the art and the science of specialization. Okay. It's taking your sales organization and specializing it into your sales development team, which their sole focus is setting these appointments, finding gotcha. the right people, reaching out to them, gaining that interest, and then passing them over to the sales team, who we typically in sales terms would call it the closers. They would go in there, have those warm introductions and then close the deal. Got you. So how do you go about finding the people to reach out to at these companies? In terms of um, like us selling to them or? Well, I, I guess like using the tool. Using the tool. So what we do is we have just launched the sales development cloud, okay. which includes data integration partners, and they facilitate finding the right contact information for your ideal target gotcha. audience that then works with, integrates with SalesLoft, the platform. So you're able to find the right people and reach out to them at the right timing. Analytics the the platform really is the only workspace for your sales development team got you okay so what types of companies and businesses are are using the platform it's a great question you are we are looking at b2b companies high tech sales teams of five or more okay and I'll give you um, a, a, just from a different perspective. Uh, sure. We've just come out of Rainmaker, our annual sales development conference. Yeah, yeah, and it was awesome. I had a lot of good fun. Awesome. So I'm glad you enjoyed that. it. Yes. And um, we have really partnered with a lot of nonprofits as well. Okay. Which is a really interesting perspective to look at from a high powered B2B platform and we're working with the Cooler Project and okay. TechBridge and what they are doing is using the platform to set appointments for fundraising to oh, meet with potential donors um, for, fundra for fundraising efforts. Got you. Okay. Yeah. And, and so and then you, you said kind of startups, but what other kind of companies are using the platform as well? Oh, every, everywhere space? from startups to nonprofits to enterprise level. Okay. Your SMB is the, the real sweet spot over there. Gotcha. But we really, there's this notion of account-based sales development. It's going after the accounts and then all the way from SMB 
to your enterprise level. Got you. Okay. So how do I, or like, what's the cost for somebody to get started? That's a great question. Or does it depend on kind of what I'm, what angle I'm looking to take with that? Yeah, obviously it's going to um, depend on um, your team size, what you're looking to deliver. And so we do have different price points on the website that we have salesoff.com forward slash pricing. Okay. Get a free trial. No, that's good to know. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious then what, what have you kind of seen um, companies use SalesLoft for to be really successful at? I, I get to close deals and kind of find new clients and whatnot, but is there anything that you've seen happen that maybe kind of surprised you with how people are using the product? Not really. It's Yeah, it's definitely... Um we are bombarded with email messages day in and day out. You get phone calls from random numbers that you aren't going to answer. Sure. And you get emails that you hardly click and you're going to just auto archive them. If I see an email, I'm going to open it and it comes from an email address that I has hieroglyphics, six numbers, three yeah. letters, and I don't even know where that comes from. They have no idea what I do or they've briefly scanned my LinkedIn profile, if that if I'm lucky enough to do that sure. or they ask me if I'm the right person to to go to and then they follow up with I'm just following up there is zero personalization totally. there, or there's a stock image at the top and text for days yeah, and yeah, days yeah. and multiple hyperlinks multiple bullet points and I'm just not engaged sure. and what we're really focusing on is that level of personalization while automating gotcha. the workflow process gotcha. so you're able to work in such a manner that you're reaching a person, reaching at their level, it extends far beyond just their title and where they work. Gotcha. But hey, Kevin, I know you uh, went to Murray State University, you played tennis. Well, guess what? I played at so-and-so. We probably played the same year. Gotcha. Have that introduction, that's that personalization that's going to get that reaction from someone. And I really think this is what's so unique to a marketing automation platform that's just spam blasting people, but it's taking those extra few minutes to customize and do it at scale. No, I think that's super important. And and that's kind of what, when when I first heard about you guys and what you guys were doing, that's kind of what appealed to me about what you guys are doing. You have a kind of a different angle. And like you just said, that you're you're making it more personal because I get those essay long emails and I I don't even read them. Like it's just a waste of people's time. Like there might be something good in there. Don't even know. Couldn't tell you. Don't even know. Couldn't tell you. (laughs) Yeah. So director of marketing, I I get that most people have a general idea of what that is, but what what does that mean to you and what, what do you do at SalesLoft? That's a great question. Kevin, let me walk you through how my role has evolved during the two years at SalesLoft. And in startup world, two years is an eternity. Totally. And I think what's very interesting from the startup perspective is what you see from the outside is not what is happening on the inside. And it sounds so glamorous and (laughs) you hear there and everywhere. And it's a lot of, it's a lot of hustle and grind every day. And I, 
took the role at sales up was I knew I needed to level up in my career and get comfortable with being uncomfortable. And I, no kidding, I walk in every day, I'm like, whoa, this feels a little uncomfortable again today. Totally. And I love it. I absolutely thrive on that. It's not a nine to five and nor could I ever find myself in a role that is a nine to five. But I, the, the culture is very important to me. And when I joined very, very early days at sales of less than 20 employees, and we have absolutely focused on our core values and the culture of growing the team. And that is really apparent in the hiring process as gotcha. well. And I joined and there was just so many moving pieces. If anyone is in marketing, they know that you could do anything from social media to emails to Google AdWords to SEO, you can do content creation. There is a wealth of different marketing initiatives that are driving um, an organization. Totally. And you can't have one without the other, so they all feed into your marketing mix. And I think this is very overwhelming when you start. What do you do? And, totally. And it was a great learning experience for me because I've always been with an established brand. Got you. And with that is it's more of a branding approach, more of your public relations. Sure. And coming into a startup, everything is tied to revenue. So it's very yep. much a lead to revenue model. Okay. How are you going to bring in the leads and how are you going to tie that to revenue? Got you. And so the huge focus early on was bringing in inbound leads, inbound conversions, and measuring your marketing qualified leads. Okay, so do you have any tips on how to kind of do that for the early startups listening? Early startups are saying content is a huge, huge winner in the world, is really to establish yourself as the authority in your industry. Okay, so when you say content, do you mean blogs, video, both? Blogs, video is a huge emergence in the marketing scene. It's really engaging, short snippets. We are hugely focused on video and it's that consistency of content. Yes, you can create it. And this was one of the things that we did early on is we were creating a lot of content, but we weren't distributing it well. It's almost like if a tree falls over and no one's in the forest to hear it, does it actually fall over? Well, if we're creating all this great content and we're not sharing it to our audience, what's the point of it? Sure. And so we really focus our attention on moving toward creating great content that change the lives of people. And our focus right from the beginning was creating content that wasn't to sell anything, was not self-serving whatsoever, but to really service the needs of our audience. What could they do? What would be helpful to them? And what can they learn from it? And that in turn established us as the authority in sales development. I think that's really good advice, right? Because when you're not like you're promoting your brand, but you're producing good content, which indirectly promotes the brand. And then some of the people that like that content end up becoming customers at Absolutely. some point. And the content facilitates and fuels the process for what sure. you need. And so that in turn drives the, the, the product. And throughout the, the two years that I've been at SalesOff, we've really held on to that notion of 
sales development and being the authority in the industry gotcha. and serving our customers, serving our prospects and our audience for what will make them better sales development reps, what would make their sales organization even stronger. Gotcha. And that has really been important for the content creation and laying the foundation of a consistent flow and production of blogs, videos, your social streams. Because if you're producing a blog, oh, maybe once a week, maybe you're gonna miss it another week, people are gonna drop off and totally. then just not going to be engaged. So yep. it's that consistency, it's setting the foundation first. And just because there are all these different channels doesn't mean you have to be there. Early on, we weren't doing email. Because okay, interesting. There were, there were three of us on the team. And it's, it's finding what is working and building upon that. You don't have to do all of the things I right away. 100% agree with you. I think that's actually really good advice because everybody thinks that they need to be everywhere. And it's, it's really hard to be everywhere. And it's also extremely hard to be everywhere and put out content that's relevant to each one of those different platforms. 100% agreed. And it's really hard to be all of the places and produce it at such a high level as well. Sure, you sure. can, but you're going to be mediocre. Do things really, really well. Own that space, own sure. the blog, and absolutely crush it, and then move on and add in things. Don't just spread yourself so thin that you're doing mediocre in everything. Gotcha. It's the same with social channels. There's so much out there right now from Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Snapchat. Well, do you necessarily have to be all of the places? And it's finding what works with your audiences. They might not be on Snapchat. You might not have to be sure. there. Yeah. No, no, that's that's really good advice. And I've kind of had that, you know, realization as well when I'm promoting the show is, well, yeah, like some channels work really well, others don't. And the ones that don't work, I just stop promoting or put stuff on. There. Yeah, exactly. You know, and maybe I'll go back to them someday. Maybe not. Maybe. Who knows, exactly. Right? Yes. So I think that's really good advice. So, okay, so we're, we're kind of covering early on kind of startups, what happens now that you guys have been around, you're an established brand, you have customers and that stuff, like what kind of stuff are you doing now and have you seen over you know, the full two years that you're now kind of maybe doing now that you weren't doing early on? Yes, definitely. We have learned a lot and we still have a lot more to learn. Sure, but I, I would say everybody has. That, everyone right? does, everyone yeah. does. We have learning curves and I think being an established brand is we've elevated ourselves to a level where people expect us to produce really solid content. So gotcha. you can't drop the ball on that. You have this level of expectation where you're in a pretty unsexy industry. SaaS isn't the most sexy industry to be in when it comes to content production. Sure. So it's finding innovative ways to wedge yourself between all the noise and clutter out there because we are overstimulated with information totally. and no longer are we pushing information to people all the time. They get to pick and choose what they want. Totally. So it That's a good way of putting so it. So much harder for people to consume your information. You can't push anymore. They have to select it. And how do you innovate in a way that your content, your material is sure. standing out there and people come and hand select it off the shelf because that's what they're doing. Sure. That's what, and if you think of it in that way and not just shove information down people's throats, whether you're selling or not, you are absolutely going to stand out in the market. And so 
having a little bit more of an established brand, you with that also comes competition. Totally. And you are not only putting out comp uh, information for yourself and content for your own people, but it's really elevating yourself above and beyond what everyone else is doing. Sure. We've also learned um, that the customer marketing approach is hugely impactful and focusing on customers. It's not just, okay, so yeah, sure, you've reached the sale, but what happens after that? Right. And really feeding them, continuing that learning process. They're growing. You want to grow with them. You want to gotcha. show them the love, give them the tools that they need to be successful on a day-to-day -day basis. Sure. No, I, I think that's really good advice because I think a lot of startups – once they close an account, they almost forget about it, for lack of a better way of putting it. Yeah, or they just on to the next one, or they just trying to yeah. make um, reach a revenue goal, and it's it's really important to have that that customer base, and to you, obviously your churn number is huge totally. number in in startups and specifically SaaS based companies as well. And it's, it's something that's really, really hard to manage. And it's important that you have a team that's focused on your customers and show them the love. Totally. So you kind of mentioned innovative ways. And like you, I agree with you 100% that people basically cherry pick the content they want. Mm -hmm. So how do you come up with these innovative ideas before they're a client and then kind of after a, they're a client to kind of keep them engaged and still using the, the piece of software? I think Sales Loft has definitely had um, a fair share of innovative marketing ideas that okay. we brought to market. And we, we like to push the envelope a little bit, get a little risky in our marketing, okay. which I, that, I absolutely love that. And I think Guerrilla marketing is a great approach for startups if done well and tastefully and aligned with your brand sure. and your core values. We did something very early on in Dreamforce, which is the Salesforce biggest sure. conference of the year. Yeah. And uh, we went out there, very limited budget. And we knew we had to stand out beyond peppermints and pens on the trade show floor. Sure. So we took the approach and we impersonated Mark Benioff. Okay. And we went around the trade show and 100,000 people and pulled this off. There's a great blog about it online. And um, people are still talking about that almost two years later. Now, can I tie a revenue number to that? No. Sure. Just like many marketing initiatives and innovative, creative ways. But for the brand, that was definitely a win early on when totally. people didn't know who we were and we had a two foot by two foot booth on the biggest conference in the world gotcha. for our industry. And um, the year after that, we, we ran a... a a presidential fake campaign okay as, interesting. and launched that and it's just trying different and new approaches being creative in our videos storytelling is huge i think for people you remember stories rather than you remember yeah, a right. bulleted list of information got you so I'm, I'm curious then obviously creating good content and coming up with these ideas takes time do you usually say that sometimes these ideas take a couple hours? Can they take a couple days, kind of a couple weeks? Like, I, I get that it's kind of such a generic question that depending on the campaign, it can take any one of those. But yeah. do you guys kind of say, 
traditionally it's going to take at least a day to come up with a really good campaign that we're going to, you know, write a blog post on or do a video or, or is it just kind of subjective? I don't think there's one way to answer that. We have Kevin O'Malley, our VP of Demand Generation, and okay. he is a huge believer in agile methodology. So Got our you. team runs on um, a scrum approach totally. to marketing. We're very agile. The team is can switch directions in a moment's notice. And I don't believe we've ever sat down in a room, shut the door and said, okay, now think of something innovative. It just doesn't work like that. It sounds great on, um, you know, on the movies and TV. It looks like that's what you're gonna do. But we will often have brainstorming sessions or we'll come up with something, just get the energy flowing, the juices flowing. We always have music on in the office. We are pretty creative in that we are very collaborative in listening to each other's ideas and we feed off of each other. And I think that's really important where everyone has a seat at the table. Okay. Everyone has the opportunity to share what they are doing, what they think might be an innovative approach. And we listen to that. I think a lot of people are very closed off to others' totally. ideas. So when you say everybody has a seat at the table, do you mean you bring in people outside of the marketing department into these brainstorming meetings? Now and then we will. Okay. Now and then we'd bring in um, someone from the product side or Got from you. sales, depending who we're talking. But Carl is very actively involved in marketing. He Got has a you. great influence and shares a lot of his ideas, what he sees. He travels to so many different great SaaS events, speaks to sure technology leaders across the world and really comes back with what he's seen. He has a great eye for marketing, what we can improve on, where we need to be pushing the needle a little bit more as well. No, that's that's really good. And I, I think it's nice that you have like a leader that, because everything kind of starts at the top and then kind of works its way down, right? Mm-hmm. And somebody like Kyle sets that kind of culture and allows you guys to, to do kind of what you guys do and allows mm-hmm. you to have these kind of different approaches to marketing mm-hmm. right like there's not a potentially sure. not a lot of companies that would say like let's run a fake presidential campaign at a conference exactly right? exactly but, but having somebody that says like we're willing to take this risk right we, we're sure it's going to pay off but you're never like a hundred percent you never sure, know mark right? that's what the, there's a lot of gray area in marketing is tying a revenue number exactly totally. to every campaign there is an element of yep let's write this off for branding or this is the sure. oh shit this isn't gonna work <laughs> no no that that's awesome i i think that's that's great but we're kind of running out of time so maybe kind of in closing if you want to quickly sum up exactly again kind of what sales loft does and then um, just kind of promote where people can find you guys online. Absolutely. And yourself, if you want to promote any personal links. Personal things, promote personal things. That's great. <laughs> well, just I like your Twitter account or whatever. <laughs> no, if you want like a personal Twitter account or I whatever. do. Okay. Um, thank you so much for having me today, Kevin. It has been a pleasure sharing a little bit about my background, Sales Loft, what we do. You can find us online at salesloft.com. I'd love for you to check out our blog. We spoke a lot about content and I think for early stage startups all the way to SMB and enterprise, you can find a wealth of information that can really elevate your sales organization. That is salesloft.com forward slash blog. And you can find us on Twitter as well at Sales Loft. I am personally 
a you can personally you can you can personally reach me you can reach me you can reach me on twitter at local at last that's l-o-c-a-l-a-s-t no that's not that you can find me on twitter at local at last <laughs> Awesome. There well, I appreciate you uh, taking the time in your day to do this, and I'm excited to kind of follow where you guys go this year Thank and you. beyond. Awesome. Thank All you right. so much. Thanks again. Okay, bye. Ciao. Peace bye. out, homies. <laughs> <laughs>